What's up, beautiful people? You're watching another week of Pat's Interference, a college football podcast, the best college football podcast, the only college football podcast. Shout out, sh- uh, shut down full cast. Um, it's been a fun weekend. It has. It's yeah, been no, a good it was, weekend. It was, it was college a, football. We feel a lot better today than we did last week. That's for sure. I was a sourpuss last week. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. I'm a little bit of a sourpuss we, this week, we but for have... different reasons. So, so Bosco's in my lap, and I just realized it looked like I was strangling her because. Can you see her on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can see Bosco yeah, on the dude. screen. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you are just tuning in for the first time ever, thank you. Uh, this is Pat's Interference, a nine-year-old college football podcast that we've now very recently brought to Twitch. Yep. Uh, we play NCAA football while we do it. In fact, uh, we've got ourselves a little online dynasty. So I'm going to take a moment before we get into the football of this, and I'm going to remind you of where we were when we left off last week, if, it, if I can find my mouse cursor. Yeah, we'll get um, the intern on it. Skylar, do you want to switch that camera over for us? All right, so here we go. This is where we were. We are controlling UAB as offensive coordinator, and we are uh, to week six. We lost a game to Oklahoma, but uh, we're rolling along. Yep. Uh, we're going to be playing these games while we discuss our college football, um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. I guess I didn't introduce our names, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do that. I'm Patrick Brickman, and he is uh, Patrick Norwood. And, Howdy. Um, we're best friends in the whole world. If this is your first time listening, by the way, we're also podcasts. Spotify, yes, yes. Apple, uh, if all you're, of it. Uh, we, Any, we, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you want to listen to us. Uh, we're best friends in the whole world. We met in college. We went to Alabama. We talk about Alabama a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, about yeah. half, about half the podcast, maybe forty percent of the podcast yeah, is yeah, thirty-five, forty is I, Alabama. I like forty. But, I like forty. Forty is a good number because even sometimes when we're not talking about Alabama, we're talking about Alabama. Yes, a little bit. Yes, a little bit. So. Two things I really want to tell you guys about on on as far as our online or our, our NCAA 14 dynasty yeah, is going. Not online. Not online. Not online. So the number one prospect who I created, Kermit McDermott, has been uh, <laughs> he's got some interest, but I, Tennessee we, is leading. For did him we go currently. over who Kermit McDermott was? Did we? So every year, I don't know, but maybe maybe you don't know. Let's, maybe let's you remind do. let's remind our viewers. Uh, you can in the preseason you can create prospects. I always create one that I'm not allowed to recruit. I just like to see where he goes and sometimes play against him. Yep. Kermit McDermott, pure pocket passer, six five two eleven. How did you pick Parkland, Washington? I just random. I just scroll and stop and scroll and stop. And and, and Washington's not in his top three. Washington is not. No, Tennessee is recruiting oh. him hard. So that's two things. The other thing is that you, so the other thing I always do is if I'm an, I'm a coordinator I don't do recruiting until I'm a head coach yep. but I always go after the next best player yep yep and now UAB leads for him yep this is a 64 athlete that's almost certainly going to be a quarterback if you look at his throw power throw accuracy and I think if if we end up staying at UAB it'll be because of because of, we want to play with the true freshman Dion Cox Dion Cox would be our guy or we might leave we might decide that you know we get a better offer but well, Dion Cox if he commits to UAB, is going to weigh heavily in our mind. We're that's a 40% the, lock for him, too. We are. Oh, my goodness. We're 40%? Getting that's, that's going to be a huge win for Trent Dilfer. And that's going to be big for Trent. Uh, yeah, so if you're if you're joining us uh, for the first time this pod, uh, we are 3-1 and one with UAB as offensive coordinator. Uh, our one loss was to a top-five team in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, who we actually put up a lot of points against. Just we did. Defense just, couldn't really do their job. I, and I threw, like, three picks. Well, well <laughs> We're not worried about that. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, I mean, we're, we're not bad at this game. We fixed the lag issue. The sliders are crazy because it's pretty hard. And everything. I, we put really hard sliders. Like, because, we're not, because we're comp. We're yeah. comp. We, yeah, we yeah, know yeah, what yeah. we're doing. No, we're, we're not idiots. No. We are, we are good at this game. You look at these two dudes and you're like, 
They know they're, they're not idiots. Yeah, I mean, they know football. They know ball. Uh, all right. While you get this started, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. Yes, and then real quick, uh, we do. We're doing this Twitch for a very specific reason, and that's because we want you to, you know, talk along with us. Uh, yeah. So, so please, please, please type in the comments. We'll stop whatever we're on, sure. and we'll get to whatever you got. If we have some time at the end, I actually think uh, I've got a little discussion topic that we'll do Ooh, in the comments. I like that. Once we finish, stick around, a little rundown, uh, but we're still playing a game, so. Uh, yeah, with that in mind, uh, I'll let you start with the college football this week. I'm going to go ahead and get our game loading up. We're playing FAU to start with. And, yeah. Um, yeah. On, let's, our, uh, let's on, our little, on our little docket here, uh, we've got uh, the game of the week to start off. I like that you did this. Mm -hmm. Ohio State uh, beats Notre Dame 17-14. Shout out Kool-Aid McKinstry Shout on the Shout out Kool-Aid on the, on the loading uh, screen. Go ahead and pull him but, up. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, that game was tough. I, I feel like Notre Dame really leaned on Sam Hartman as they – should and and that's what you do uh but it got to a point where they weren't running the ball at all and it, it yeah. kind of became predictable what they were doing um it was such a good i mean that is as good was, as college was, football gets in a week four game football. i liked that the score was a little bit on the lower side a lot of good defense being played in that game um what do, I, before we start on anything what do you think of the notre dame jerseys the green oh i was disappointed I because was too man and i want to like them <sighs> It's not even the fact that, I mean, I didn't love the alternate jer jersey, but no. it's not even that. It's that we so rarely get an Ohio State-Notre Dame, that, that kind of blue blood matchup. Yep. And when we get it, I might be a little bit of a, you know, a purist or a traditional kind of guy, but I want to see them wear the jerseys that we know and love. Yeah. You, if you're going to if you're gonna be Notre Dame, first of all, you should never wear um, alternate jerseys. But if you are, do that against Navy. Do that against Stanford. Yeah. Yep. But if you, have a, if you have a home and home against Ohio State, I want to see. I want to see the classics. I want to. Look, I want to feel like I'm watching this game in the 80s yeah. and the 70s. I think uh, there's that. I also didn't like the shade of green. I would have liked a more like emerald yeah. forest green than the clover. And I get why they did clover, Kelly green, that type of thing. Sure. But I, I just didn't like. Anyway, we're nitpicking a little bit, but we are. Know. We are. So uh, we're also the authority on all things college football. There's so a lot to... to break down in this game, but I, I'd say we just skip right to the end. If you're a Notre Dame fan, that hurts. Yeah. Right? That that game hurts. You had them. They were there. You gave up a, a third, and uh, Durham Bulls just took a one nothing lead. By the way, hey, playoff. It's playoff baseball right now. Let's go Bulls! Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, man, I, I, you give up a third and nineteen, and then you've got um, ten players on the field mm -hmm. for the last two plays of the game, and you don't have any sort of mindset for the rush whatsoever. Mm -hmm. On the last play of the game, they're a yard out. They were as. As out of sorts and as as, yes. as as you could be, because it, I don't think many people expected the game to be that close, at even twenty minutes prior, no. like no. for the game to be where it was. Yeah. It looked like Ohio State had given the game away by failing to pick up a first down. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know five game minutes earlier. So after this game, are you buying Ohio State more than when we were last week, or no? Oh, absolutely. I was impressed with the way they played. I mean, it's not easy to, to go. To Look, we make fun of Notre Dame a lot. It's not it's not the greatest environment to play yeah. in, right? It's not the hardest environment to play in, but it's still an away game against a top 10 team. No, if you, if you imagine this as college basketball for a minute, that's a quad one win. I mean, that's Big a time. huge, huge win that, that can really... So my other question is, one of the things about Notre Dame is because they don't play in a conference, we say this, we have the same discussion most years at this point in the year after Notre Dame loses that first game, but... You know, considering they don't play in a conference, right. as soon as they lose that first game, it feels like they need a little help. 
But, and I'm going to pull this up just to make sure. I, they do have some quality games left. Duke this week. Louisville, who's looking a lot better than anybody yes. thought they would. Yeah. USC and Clemson. Yeah. Uh, Could they still be a playoff team, or are we going to you know, kind of feel like they've, yeah, they're seeing right. their, themselves out? I think a three-point loss to Ohio State is going to keep them right in it. Well, and Tyler brings up a good point here in the chat. Again, feel free to bust us up in the chat. We want to hear from you. Uh, the 10 players on the field and refusing to take a penalty is bad. Just yeah. take the penalty. Yeah. Just take the penalty. They, they get, what, five more inches? Five more. Okay, great. Then what? But they, in that moment, it's so hard to, it is. to, to, it is. to it's, think, it, to be in, that sort in of the right frame of like, mind. Uh, like the 2012 SEC championship game when everyone's like, why are you catching that ball? Yeah. Right? Why are you catching that ball? It got tipped and you're not going to get out of bounds. And Well, because that's not an instinctual thing. You're, you're just trying to win the game. You're doing everything you can to win the game. That's a great play call. Get in the end zone. That's six, baby. There's my man. That's six. All UAB right, so. up six nothing on FAU, just like we predicted. Uh, yeah, no, I think Notre Dame still has a pass to the playoff. They've got a lot of games that they can still win that'll help get them there. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, especially look, you're looking at the end of the season, USC, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that game is at the end of the season. Right? Yeah, that's usually um, that's sort towards so, the end, if not the last game. So of yeah, the year. no, I think I think there's definitely still a path for. Uh, for Notre Dame to make the playoff, but they have to not only win, they have to win convincingly because they don't yeah. have the luxury of a conference title game. Right? No, they don't. They, they, that, that hurts them in December, but I do think it's a rare year where a lot of the games left on their schedule are high-key enough Yes, that they might still be able to get in even without a conference championship yeah. and not even need other teams to lose. Yep. On uh, the other side, I want to ask about uh, Ohio State. Like, How are you feeling about them? Because we were a little... I won't say too far down because it was so early. Yeah. But we were a little down on them than we thought we'd be yeah. three weeks into the year. So how do we feel about them after Saturday? I don't feel a ton better. Um, I feel a little better because, again, it was a tough game on the road. But that passing game still really struggles. I, yes. I think it, it it looked like until they started running the two-minute offense, was, which is mainly instinct, if we're being honest. You want QB power. I really like running with this guy. <laughs> uh, He's like 70-speed, but he... Trucks dudes like crazy. He just had a twenty yard run. Yeah, he just trucks um, dudes. But yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's just it's missing something, and I, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Um, I don't know if it's an accuracy issue. I just I don't know what it is, but it's still just missing. There's something that's not there. Well, it's the yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. It's the big plays. They have as loaded of a wide receiver room as we've seen since Bama had all those dudes four or five years yeah. ago. I mean, they're loaded a receiver. They should uh, be throwing for 350 yards a game. They're not, and they're undefeated, so we can't really hit the panic button. Well, but, that was that was another thing that uh, was very. It could have been catastrophic. Marvin Harrison Jr. went down in the middle of. I forgot about. I was I was so impressed with him, and yes. I was watching the game on mute, so I don't know how big of a deal they were making it. But he taped that thing back up and came in. And, and I was, thought it was a multiple week injury, and he, he played great after he came back in. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, he had catches. He was getting open. He almost had a long touchdown yeah. diving catch. Yeah. So yeah, that's guts. It is. It that is, is it, guts. It's a gutsy performance. Uh, Ohio State still has plenty of time to turn around and impress people. Um, luckily for them, their biggest game is going to be the last game of the season against Michigan. And I wasn't. Impre- I, I think figuring out a way to win that game after you've already lost it. Now they weren't impressive for four whole quarters. No. But they were very impressive in those final three minutes. And great teams figure Our out. Our receivers to do that. keep missing blocks over here on NCAA 14, and it's driving me insane. Um, sorry, sorry. That's yeah, yeah. Sorry. Is any chat? Are you guys seeing this? Are you guys seeing our wide receivers just completely miss blocks on the edge? That was a five-yard gain. All right. Anyway, so Ohio State seventeen fourteen. That was a great game, as good as fo- football gets in week four. Yeah. But the most talked-about game of the week wasn't even that one. No. It was, and we. I don't. I'm not I telling you anything State. you don't know. But no. 
Oregon, Colorado was one of the more discussed week four college football games in recent memory, especially between, yeah. you know, one team that's not a traditional power and then uh, and Oregon has been. But yeah, that was as embarrassing as it could have gotten for, for Colorado. Well, and I think regardless for... of what you think about him, I mean, that was, oh, oh. He made up what for a missed block, ladies and gents. What a tutter. Uh, yeah, no, I think... Uh, We're watching the replay on that one. I think the thing that, that drives me nuts, Josh Pate mentioned this shout-out, uh, was the amount of people that were like... Like, Sports Illustrated came out with an article that said, Colorado stunned by Oregon. They were 21-point dogs. Yeah. How does that make any sense Nobody expected whatsoever? them to win, but we but no. everybody wanted to talk about the game like we were considering those two teams no. equals. And it, it was a 21-point spread. The only, those teams aren't equals. The only time that Colorado has bothered me at all, and again, you mentioned this uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking before we started recording. Right. All teams do this. This is not a Colorado thing. The amount of smack talk pregame. Yes. And you're rubbing your cleats on the logo and everything. Calm down. Relax. Relax. And I, I get it. That's 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 your whole brand. That's your vibe. That's your energy right now. And granted, to their credit, they've handled it with grace after the loss. Sure. Right? Um, but it was the first time they rubbed me the wrong way. And then I was more excited to see Oregon really go out there and lay the wood. Also, let me ask you this. Is Oregon... Are you buying Oregon more after that game? Or Big are time. you selling Colorado more after that game? Um... I hate to cop out and say both, so I'll choose one. And I'm going to say I, I have to probably buy Oregon more. Because uh, I, I did expect I mean, I was, things like this to happen in Colorado's season. We, I didn't expect Oregon to beat them. I, I thought they could get close to covering, but I didn't expect them to. We, I mean, they could have put up more than 40. It was 35 it, nothing yeah. and a half. We said it on the pod last week that we thought that uh, that's, too, that's bad luck. That's two straight that's drops. Bad luck. That's bad luck. That was perfect touch pass right in the bread but basket, I, I think, man. Uh, I, I think we both said last week that we could see Colorado having a late cover. I don't think either of us saw anything of what was going to happen that happened on Saturday. I was, um, yes, very impressed um, with Colorado and, or not, sorry, very impressed with Oregon. Not super impressed with Colorado, but I expected them to get punched at some point. Yeah. I'm more interested in what Colorado does now. Yes. I'll be completely honest because I knew they were going to get punched. I knew they were getting too high, too full of themselves. Yeah. There was going to be a fall. Well, they were... It's uglier than I thought it would be. Yeah. But now they got USC, and now I'm really interested to so see what they do. that's the big thing is how do you respond? And that game is in Boulder, chugging this way. That game is in Boulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a huge part of this game that's going to come up. But no, I mean, they've like I said, they've handled the loss with grace. I think their only misstep so far is a little bit too much smack talk pregame. Mm-hmm. But again... It's college football. Yeah. A lot it doesn't bother me. It just makes me embarrassed for, for Oregon that that all got caught on camera. And now it's, or not Oregon, well, so, Colorado, that that all got caught on camera. And it looks, I mean, and here's trust me, had Colorado won that game, that would have looked really cool to the, to, the, to the unbiased college football fan. But you lost. Like, that's embarrassing. I, I also want to ask you, uh, were they saying all that to Oregon's cameras? I don't, I don't know if that's an Oregon camera guy or if they got a, ooh, we're all right. We're all right. We're all right. We're all right. We picked it up. It's a first down. That's a first down. It's a first down. And then some. Um, yeah, there we go. No. Uh, Could have been a late hit. Oregon was a little full. Not Oregon. I keep mixing up the two teams we're talking about. Yeah, Colorado yeah. was a little full of themselves. Yes. Obviously. That's, 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 a, that's a known fact now. But their season's not over. And they no. can still impress everybody by responding. Uh, it stinks that they didn't have Travis Hunter, but that he wasn't affecting that game anyway. Dude, Colorado was 
projected to have three wins this season. They've already overachieved. There's and look, they respond well against USC this weekend. They're right back in the national headlines. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, if they keep it close, if they keep it respectable, I'm going to be impressed with them. Yeah, I, I absolutely. think the line is again right at 20, 21, 22. Yep, about the same as it was last week. So they've got another chance to go out and and show that. Okay, you know, so they're not a team that gets blown out against good teams. That they're one of those listen, good teams. If FAU keeps blitzing, I'm going to keep throwing screens. I mean, you just threw it right over their head. Uh, I think. Let me ask you this: mm -hmm. If they come out and get beat as bad or worse than they did against Oregon, then what do you think people will say, and what will you feel about Colorado? They'll sort of fade from the everyday college football discussion sure. and when they make headlines it's just going to be because of things that Dion has said yes and that's what that's what Colorado is going to be the rest they'll get they're they're going to get posted as clickbait and that is about as far as Colorado season goes now again we've already we've already agreed that they've overachieved no matter what happens the rest of the way one more win and, they, and they've already broken their over under for wins on the year right. so they've already overachieved they've yes. already beaten ranked teams it's been a successful season already just with what they've built but yeah they'll they'll fade away if they get beat by another 30 points against USC. Yeah. The Colorado right. fun, the Colorado honeymoon's completely yeah, over. That, it's already fun. on it's already on life life uh life support. Life support. Uh we'll move on uh to another really good oh, game. Oh gosh, sorry. Thought I threw a pick six. Uh, a game that I'm interested to hear your your reaction to now that it's two or three days later. Florida State beating Clemson in overtime, right? And we were watching this game together on the couch. It was fun. Uh, Clemson looked like they were going to win. They had a chip shot field goal with about a minute left. Sure did. That uh, would have really put the pressure on Florida State. The storyline of that kicker and the fact that that was such a soul. I did it. I did it. I knew I was going to do it, and I did it. Uh, the fact that that story was such a storyline. Their kicker, obviously, uh, coming back to school after turning down a finance job. Mm -hmm. Play kicker at Clemson. Uh, completely shanked the game-winning field goal. That's that's heartbreaking to watch. Um, and then they lose it in overtime. I am becoming more disenchanted with Dabo as the years go on. It was, um, for you a while, it was just how cringy he was, how over-the-top and look at me, I fit in so well with the youngsters he was. Um, how do you do, fellow kids, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, that stuff. But... It wasn't ever really anything on the field that bothered me. The DJU stuff was odd, and obviously it's a it's a weird situation when a quarterback that that's highly touted. That was a great run. That is that highly touted coming out of high school flops that badly. Uh huh. Uh, but that happens. Things like that can happen, and you just kind of blame it on oh well, the quarterback wasn't who we thought he was, whatever. But I just don't think Dabo handled that situation with a ton of grace. Yeah. That rubbed me the wrong way. And then Saturday, he looked angry that his players were doing the things that he and his coaching staff were telling them to do. Yeah. That's rubbed me the wrong way. What do you mean way. by that? They would come over to the sideline and he'd be complaining about, well, why are we running that play? It wasn't an execution thing. Yeah. And it, it just, he he doesn't have the, that's awful. Oh my he, God. He doesn't have the. <laughs> it's frustrating. Saban or even Kirby Smart clout. Yeah. Where he can blame a coordinator and people just automatically. You have Garrett Riley who took Max Duggan to a national title game. Right. You have Kate Klubnick who's a very good quarterback and showed it on Saturday. That's another thing I want to bring up. Kate Klubnick played a great game. He looked like the Kate Klubnick we thought he was going to be all year. Mm -hmm. That you thought could potentially win a Heisman this year. Sure. Uh, but Dabo just seems so fourth down. frustrated yeah, uh, that I can't. 
and I can't really put my finger on it, but I'm just, I'm starting to wonder how hot that seed is getting, if it's getting hot at all. And if it's not, what's it gonna take for it to get hot? What does chat think? Is Dabo C getting a little bit toasty? Oh, I didn't that expect, was rough. I did not expect a D lineman to drop in the coverage. Rough. That was rough. Uh, yeah, chat. Well, when, when do D lineman ever drop in coverage in this game? Well, come on. He's, he's working on instinct right now. Ugh. All right, we're getting in the end zone. All right, yeah, I, I'm, got... I, enough of this. We're getting in the end zone this drive. Uh, yeah, chat, let us know what you think about Clemson and Dabo Swinney. Is his seat getting hot? Do you think his seat is ever going to get hot? And if not, I mean, or if so, or if it's not this week, what's it going to take? That's um, so Florida State has had a sort of, I, I don't want to call it up and down because they're undefeated and they're winning and they're beating even good teams. I mean, they beat LSU, now they beat Clemson. Those are two big question marks coming into the year right. if they were even going to win those games, right? We said we wouldn't be shocked if Florida State opened the year 2-2 two and two, and they're 4-0. and oh. I mean, it, the drops are getting crazy. That, I, that, that could have been I six. I can't put that ball any better. Um, but they're... There's no doubt they're very much in their own driver. They're as much in a driver's seat as anybody else in college football as far as the playoffs go because their toughest games left are Duke and Miami. And those aren't easy games, but they're both at home. They are. Uh, So yes or no today, Florida State's a playoff team. Yes. Yes, I think so. Um, I think we talked about how weird it is to play in Chestnut Hill. Uh Uh-huh. We talked about uh, everything under the sun with them with that game. And whether or not that is a great ball, you have to catch that. I'm so sorry for yelling on the podcast for you listening. Uh, I think, oh, yeah, Tyler says our receivers look like A.J. Brown. I don't know if you saw him in football last night. He had a ton of drops. Uh, Looks like T. Higgins there, too, Tyler. Um, I think Florida State has shown in the last two weeks they can overcome adversity in a very unique and and good way. Um, That's a... Huge win over a Clemson team, even though that Clemson team is not looking sure, as right. great as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, they still haven't lost. I think it was like, wasn't that a 19 game home win streak or something crazy? Like, yeah. I mean, it was. It was probably more than that even. Um, yeah, that is one of the wins like that you don't all you don't really look at the final score. No. Right. Florida State Clemson. A win is a win, no matter what. When it's those two teams. Look, if I told you at the beginning of the season, we can get a field goal here if you call a timeout. I'm going to do the hurry up. Oh, I'm nervous. we got nine seconds left if you're on the pod in the first half. We're up 14-7. Really trying to push one across the board before we uh, go into the locker room. Uh, He's there again. Oh, you got him. Uh, I'm sorry, podcast. Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if I told you at the beginning of the season, Mm. oh, Florida State escapes Clemson with a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we take that. We don't. My parents are FSU fans. If you don't know, and they're they, yes, they were annoyed at how sloppy FSU was playing for a long time. He's open again. Oh my goodness! Oh, I could get the timeout in. I dropped it in perfect, but couldn't get it. Okay. It just helps our stats. Right. Uh, all right, uh, we got one here. Forrest says, even if Dabo is on the hot seat, I don't think it'll end with him being fired. Probably coordinators will be fired instead. It's gonna be tough with Garrett Riley. Did this just crash? Yeah, I think we've got a little freeze. Uh, a little freeze okay. going here. All right, well, we'll just put ourselves up, and I'll, I'll talk while you while you. Figure that I'm out. I'm really know what the we're game. Gonna do. Yeah, so we're gonna have to replay that first half, I guess. Uh, yeah, we are. Ah, you hate to see it. Uh, that's all right though. But yeah, I think uh, if he keeps flopping for a couple of years, then yes, says Forrest. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think it would necessarily be this year, um, but I I think next year is probably the year it would happen if it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Florida State. You've got a Heisman contender. You've got Miami coming to town. That's gonna be a rivalry game. I think they can even. 
potentially drop that game depending on how they play the rest of their schedule and mm-hmm. maybe make the playoff. Yeah, I, that because, was my next question is do you think they could even make it in with one loss? I, I think I think they could. It's it's going to be a little tougher um, and they'd need some things to go their way. But if there's a year in college football where that's going to happen, it's right now. Yeah. You've got a down Clemson, a down Alabama, a Georgia that hasn't looked ultra dominant. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, Ohio State that hasn't looked ultra dominant. Um, USC... By the way, because you asked, thank you for asking. Sure. Uh, only beats Arizona State by 14. <laughs> okay. Arizona State covered. Forks up. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I I think the year's kind of wide open. I think if there's a year where they're going to have one loss and play like this, it's going to be when you have a Heisman Trophy winner or a Heisman Trophy contender mm-hmm. in your locker room taking snaps. Uh, with that much press and everything, I, I, I think it could happen for sure. Clemson snuck in before with losses out of the ACC. They I mean, they've, they've done that before, so it, it can happen. ACC is a hard one to lose in and still make the playoff, but it's happened at least twice to Clemson, so I think it could happen to Florida State as well. Okay. Uh, All right, our game's back up. Let's let's get let's get a little sad in here. Uh, Penn State and Iowa. Good night, buddy. Um, 31 nothing Penn State. Your boy, Drew Allar, who mm-hmm. was Patrick Brimman's Heisman pick uh, preseason, uh, he's played well. He had, I think, a hundred playing the guys. Ninety. The stats aren't there, but the success and he's not making mistakes. And he's doing exactly what he's. He's not going to win the Heisman because of his stats. Remember when Tua was getting subbed out? And he, I'm not saying he's Tua, but you know, he didn't win because the stats weren't good enough right. because he wasn't playing fourth quarters. Um, Drew Allar won't win it. He won't make any Heisman lists until he gets that big upset win. Right. Right. So if he can throw for 300 yards against Ohio State, he's right back in it. But yes. uh, no, I wanted to mention what one thing I hadn't talked about. I've only talked about Drew Allar when it comes to uh, Penn State. I'm so high on him. Yep. But shutting out. I know Iowa hasn't had the greatest offense, but that's a shutout. That's that a 31 nothing win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iowa's offense was terrible. They had four. We're first... starting in a 10 nothing hole now. How did that this. happen? I hate this. We're gonna come back and win this game. That's yeah. all. It's gonna. That's that's what's gonna happen. Um, Look at beautiful Boca though. I think. Uh, wow. Boca Raton. Uh, four first downs in the entire game is one of the most depressing things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I thought Oregon's. Uh, I thought dude, uh, I thought dude. Iowa's offense was. They, they're not good, but they were turning it around the, the, a little the, compared the to last Brian year. Brian Ferentz point total that he has to achieve. He was like way ahead of the pace. And now he's, he's like right, two touchdowns behind it. Right back down in the doldrums, Oh, my man. gosh, man. No. Right back down in the weeds. I don't know how you can convince people to come play for Iowa on offense. What does that process even look like? Uh, you saw Caden Proctor uh, decommit from Iowa on signing day to go to Alabama. I mean, it's it's rough, dude. It's it's rough. It's I mean, Caden Proctor, the way he's lived this season. Yeah. He, he was obviously a lot better. This We're going to get to Alabama, but we're going to talk. Caden Proctor, somebody I do plan on bringing 40%, up today. 40% of the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is we, we got to come back in this game. Mm-hmm. UAB, after the game froze, we, we started it back up, if you're listening on the pod, and now we're down 10 nothing in the in the first quarter, and we're, we're not happy about we it. We were winning, though. So we like, had a 14-7 lead at half, dude. Also, we're, we're just not losing this game. No, we're not, we're not going to lose. Uh, yeah, no, it's depressing. If you're an Iowa fan, it's depressing. Uh, Brian Ferentz should have been gone 90,000 years ago. Um, I mean, he's just not... He's not the guy. Yeah. He's, he's just not good. He's just not good. Uh, all right. You said you have here Penn State. Oh, yeah. I like this. this Penn I like State, this topic. Washington, who beat Cal 59-32. They gave up 32 points to Cal. They did. Good night. Utah, uh, who beat UCLA 14-7. All quietly undefeated. Kind of under the radar. Which of these three 
do you see as most likely to pull off an upset and make a conference championship? I think out of these three, I'd probably take Washington at this hmm. point. I'm surprised you said that. Um, I So I was pretty low on Washington and on the pod last week, and I kind of got cut in half for it. Okay. But, in fairness, I'm retracting those statements right now because you're, they, I mean, you they know? came out and they played great and Penix had incredible numbers. He had a heck of a day. Um, and I, I think it's just the shakedown with the Pac-12 and what we're looking at, I think right now it is a three-horse race between Washington, Oregon, and USC. Uh-huh. Right? And I think that lends itself to one of those teams maybe not playing at the conference championship but still getting in the college football playoff as we've seen time and time Ooh. again. Oh, thank goodness that. you dropped that. Um, as we've seen time and time again happen with the college football playoff, one of the reasons why we're going away from four teams and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could very much see a world where Washington gets in with one loss and the one loss is to a Pac-12 champion. The Pac-12 is by far the most intriguing conference to me right now. Well, sure, and it's about to die. <laughs> one of my, okay. That just kind of hurt. One I, one I of, didn't expect to feel that way when you said that. But that, One of that's my sad. least favorite things in college football right now is you go to college game day, anything ESPN is doing, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, how can we not save the Pac-12? I'm like, you're the reason it's dead. It's your fault. It is directly your fault. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you don't get so to play sad when you've chosen other conferences over the Pac-12 and the, just watch it die. It's the Eric Andre meme. Why would the NCAA do this? And it's ESPN holding the gun, shooting the guy in the chest. It's it's the same thing. So yeah, no, I'll take I'll take uh, and I'll do. You know what? I'll do you one better. I'll do it in this order. I'll take Washington, Penn State because I think it's kind of a more down year for the Big Ten. I think yeah, really again three horse race, and you could have a situation where one of the teams gets in that isn't a conference champion, um, and I think that team very well could be Penn State. Um, and then Utah, I'm not buying Utah right now. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm really not. Um, I wasn't gonna put Utah in there, but I was. Then I saw them at ten, and I saw them undefeated. I was like, well, I'm not gonna bring up Washington and, we, and not bring up Utah. When if Utah beats Washington at some point, you yeah. know, and they're I'm, capable of it. I am pretty tired of the. Uh, well, Cam Rising's out. Well, Cam Rising's out. They'll get better. They'll get better. At some point, you got to stop looking at that. Yeah. At, at some point, it's not just Cam Rising's out. It's well, maybe Utah is just, you know, not what we're expecting them to be. That being said, they keep winning. They, they beat gave UCLA. Up, they beat UCLA. They're they beat good, that's Florida. a good team. They've, uh, they only gave up seven points last week mm -hmm. against Chip Kelly. And I'm sorry, I know we make a lot of jokes about Chip Kelly, but that's Also, I mean, that's a ranked UCLA. They've played well. Like, that's not a... Yeah. It's not what UCLA win was in years past. Like, that's a good win. Yeah. Hey, way to get upfield and get that first down. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take them in, in those, in that order. I'm nickeling and diming them, but I'm not... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the end zone here. Go to the end zone. Take a shot. Why don't you take a shot? Uh, I'm I am going to Jalen Milrow this, and I well actually there's two routes. I'll, I'm looking at either X or A. I'm gonna Jalen Milrow this over the top. Boom! No. Look at that touch! Oh no! Come on! Another another drop touchdown pass. No, come on! That was perfect. Another drop touchdown. I braided right. that one in there. You, you have here a team we haven't mentioned this season, but probably should now. Washington State beats Oregon State 38-35. Great game, by the way. Yeah. That game was a ton of fun. I went back. I didn't watch the game live, but I went back and watched the replay. Ton of fun, that game. It was. It looked great. It looked great. Cam Ward had an absolute dominant performance there. Um, two ranked wins for Washington State now. Um, 
And you have here a 50-24 win over Colorado State as well, uh, which gave a very yeah, talented team. They beat, team. They beat uh, they beat, who was the other ranked? They beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. That's not a team that they should normally be beating. Um, no. and yeah. I, But, yeah, so I think, uh, oh, nobody. Uh, that, that closed fast. All right. Well, just, hey, we, we're getting we're I didn't want to throw a pick, so on, I just took the sack. We're on the board. We're on the board. Yeah, it's, it's fourth down. I know. Oh, okay. I took the sack. You just can't see. I was gonna. I was gonna down. force it in the middle and went. That's gonna get yeah, picked. So I just took the sack. Good. That's not good. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they're a legit team. I think it's a great storyline um, for the end of the Pac-12 era. Uh, that being said, I think USC and Washington would absolutely smack them, and I think that is generous compared to what Oregon would do to them. Now I agree with you, but I also look at Washington State, and they've been this a couple times. They're the, with this with the late great Mike Leach. I do see a team because their quarterback has been playing so Cam Ward has been so awesome. I don't think they're making any conference championships, but I would not be surprised if they upset one of these teams that we think should smack them. I could see them beating uh, yeah, a oh, team sure. they shouldn't. Utah sure. being the main one if they play Utah. I don't remember if they play Utah, but I could see that. Uh, another game that I don't know how to quantify. Actually, this is the, probably the number one game of the weekend I don't know how to quantify. Okay, I'm excited for it. LSU beating Arkansas 34-31. Oh, Golden Boot was a doozy this year, wasn't it? First of all, I hate that this game is in September now because when I was a kid... I, dude, it was always like Thanksgiving weekend. It was, that was the, that was the, but they made A&M the end of the year rival for well, LSU, which has been a, it's been a good series. And, well, and that's, but, that's been one of the oldest series in college football. I don't know yeah. if you knew that or not. But, but I, I miss Arkansas LSU being at the end of the year. Little Darren McFadden beating, uh, you know. Stop it. So, uh, shout out Independence High School beat Franklin High School that night to make it to regionals. Hey, um, all right. So, but why, yeah, 34 31. Uh, this, and if you're new to this podcast, I kid you Go not. Go Eagles, says Tyler, yes, sir. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, this is probably year five or six of this running trope for us. But I am always wrong about LSU, right? Always. Because of the way they've been playing well, after the LSU loss, I thought that they would go out and smoke an Arkansas team that just lost to BYU. Well, we also, uh, we said this last week, but it's true. LSU is the agent of chaos in college football. Yeah. You just don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what they're going to do most of the time. They struggled with Arkansas. And last week, Arkansas was one of our teams that we tabbed as being one of the bigger disappointments in yes. the country. Just with the you know losing the BYU, we had higher hopes for that. Yeah. But, We're you like, know. Fallout boy. <laughs> That's such a stupid joke. I liked it, though. That's a dumb joke. All right. Okay. So, LSU's got Ole Miss, Missouri, Auburn before the Alabama game. We know they're looking ahead to that, but what chances do you feel like LSU could drop one of those, uh, considering how inconsistent they've been? Honestly, 0%. Zero. Zero. Zero percent chance. I don't think, name the three teams again. Ole Miss, Missouri, Auburn. Ole Miss just struggled against an Alabama team that was against the ropes. If, mm -hmm. if there was a year where Ole Miss, and Jackson Dart said this too, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, if there was a year this Ole Miss team was going to get Alabama, it was this year. And yeah. they couldn't do it. And not only couldn't they do it, they looked awful. Where is that old Miss game? Uh, I honestly don't remember. I should have put that down, but I didn't. I just put the opponents. Uh, uh, I so I don't really trust Ole Miss winning. Missouri, I'm not buying at all, and Auburn is terrible. Fair enough. So you Auburn, think Auburn's a bad football team? 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we've learned what they are. But I feel like are. we should reiterate it again in case people didn't hear us. Auburn's really bad at football this year. Since you're there, I mean, the next game I have on this list, I'm, we're pretty much done with LSU anyways. Yeah, but A&M. Uh, hey, shout out Arkansas. One day you're going to win the Golden Boot like a lot of times in a row, and that's going to be a really fun time for college football. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Keep no, going. A&M beating Auburn 27-10. Now, neither team was ranked. I usually try to keep our discussion to ranked teams, but now we're getting in a conference play, so we're getting away from that. Yeah. Um, this was probably our best. Auburn played Cal, and there was a weird game. So yep. I didn't really take a lot away from that one. This was the most legitimate look we've gotten at Auburn under Hugh Freeze. Uh, through their two Power 5 games, so Cal and A&M, 94 passing yards against Cal. Yep. 56 against A&M. Yep. Uh, they're, they're dealing with what Alabama was just dealing with, but it's lasting longer. They played three quarterbacks Saturday, and none of them played well. And they, yeah, they, uh, they looked atrocious. Uh, they were excited. The, the fan base... Oh, look at that. Oh, I thought I could do it. Oh, that's on me. Hey, that's all on good. Me. We that's got this. Me. Sorry, no, I just threw a pick. The, the fan base has been some, a little excited about this Garner quarterback for a while, waiting for him to be ready en- enough to play because he's young. Yep. He was a freshman last year. Sure. He's probably redshirted. Uh, and he wasn't good. Uh, Basically, because well, I want to ask about both teams because Alabama plays both this year, but give me your thoughts first on Auburn. We watched most of that game together. Auburn's bad. Auburn's very bad. And actually, what's crazy is I think Auburn's run game is really good. Mm-hmm. I think their passing game is just that terrible where it doesn't really matter what they can do um, on the ground because yeah, it looks so terrible. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I think... Um, now, but this isn't. I think. I think. Sorry. Yeah. I think Auburn's defense is passable at mm-hmm. times. They force a lot of turnovers. Um, they they definitely get back and hit the quarterback. Uh, but I just that run game is so terrible. And if you can't establish a run game in college football, you're just not going to win. I like their running backs. I love Jark. I mean, I don't love love Jarquez Hunter, but you know what I mean. Like, I think Jarquez Hunter is a quality running back. I actually think he could be even maybe better than Tank Bigsby, and I didn't think I'd say that, but wow. I love the way he runs the ball. That's a hot take. Um, and their defense is, like you said, decent. They're not Brian Harson bad. No. Uh, they are passing the ball right now, but that's because Brian Harson left them with a, with a D2 roster. I mean, yes. he, he left them with his, with his he, probably the least talented team in the SEC. Yeah. After all the transfers left, they were less talented than Vanderbilt. Agreed. They're not worse than Vanderbilt. No. They're not good. No. They might be the worst team in the West. Could be. Um, uh, I'm interested to see what Hugh Freeze does in year two. That's when I'll really start judging them harshly. Yes. But I don't know. I mean, obviously I enjoyed... Oh, why did I throw it in double coverage? Oh, boy. Because it's, it's a tutter? No. No. <laughs> not, not even, you threw a fly ball. I think I've learned how far a quarterback can throw it. Uh, yeah, and then okay, you, you, learn on the, you look on the flip side. Max Johnson was awesome after yeah. Connor Wegman went out. Um, you, don't, you have here, I do not believe this guy is falling in College Station. I never really did. I think Miami was a lot better than we realized. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think A&M was a bit worse than we realized, but I don't think they're bad by any stretch of the imagination. I also don't... Oh, oh, I had him get tattooed. Just one more second and I had him. I also don't think... Uh, I never switched the cameras anyway. I don't think that Max Johnson is going to play that well every single game this season. Mm-hmm. I think he can. I don't think it is the norm. I don't think Ole Miss fans should get used to that sort of... Uh, effort and and accuracy and things of that nature because we've seen Max Johnson play before and it's not good. Um, at, at times, it's not good. Yeah, I overreacted for sure to the uh, to the to the I Miami him, loss. I saw him too late. Yeah, 
Our core QB don't have the arm. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Hey, it's all good. No, I, I think I overreacted a little bit to the Miami loss. Miami's a little bit better than I wanted to give them credit as well, as far as we know, with four weeks of the season. Yeah, it's, but it's still relatively early. You know, AM, there's also time for their season to fall apart, like it did last year, and the, and, and the sky to start I falling. Threw, I threw it directly <laughs> to him. This is the worst game we've played so far. This is dumb because we had it where we wanted them. Man, we're still going to win this. We're yeah, still we're, gonna I mean, this. we're still going to win. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, and I think Texas A&M's defense is getting better leaps and bounds game uh-huh. by game. Um, they they just that. have some things they need to, to work on. Um, they get the huge uh, favorable matchup by having Alabama at home. Uh-huh. I think that game looks way different if it's played in Tuscaloosa this year. Um, we got to we got to start on more quick passes. Hold on, T- yeah. timeout. Time well, out. it's a minute to half. So timeout I'm... on the pod. We yeah. need to talk about our game plan here. Okay, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. We're we're running two minutes. We come out of half. We got to start getting some quick passes. Here. Yeah, we that's all I did that first drive. Then couldn't score. We we I need to establish the run, and we need to get some quick passes going. We, that's gotta. Oh, ooh, I don't know how that, that got was there. lucky. All right. Uh, so that's that's it on Texas A and M and Auburn. Other scores of note, and this is another part where I want the chat to go crazy. So whatever you guys want to hear, go ahead and launch it our way. Leslie Martin, if you're still with us, let's talk about JMU because something really funny happened there. Uh, sure. So we'll you know we'll see we'll see. Uh, Rutgers 7, Michigan 31. Uh, Michigan's played, you have it written here, uh, every game they've played, they've won 30-something to single digits. So I don't care about this game, but I just think it's, you you look at their scores and you see that they've won every game, either some variation of 31-7, 33-6, and I want to see how long that can go. That's just a little inside joke I wanted to. How many okay. times can Michigan win this year? Yeah. 30-something to a little. Uh, yeah, also... Uh, that was a touchdown. They 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 cheated then. Michigan hasn't really played very much competition wise. I don't think. Maybe I'm just oh, Boston baby, Boston, Boston baby. T- that T- 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 Jones the, baby. That made up for the drops. Yeah, big time, big time, big time. We're back in it. We're back in it. We're back in it. Oh yeah, I'm about to go. I'm about to go tie this game up. Um, here I'll take over the yeah the, the yeah, points. yeah. You go ahead and take over Texas 38, Baylor six. By the way, that was a bad beat game. Was how that how the uh, bad beat happened in that it one? Was, oh, Gosh, what was I think the over under was forty four and a half, mm-hmm. and the score was thirty eight to six with three minutes left in the third quarter, and both teams hit the red zone twice. What do we have over here? They were oh, still go Eagles. four total red zone trips between three minutes left in the third quarter to the end of the game, and they didn't hit the over. That's funny. Uh, we mentioned USC beating Arizona State forty two twenty eight. Hey, we please don't blow by that. If you have things you want to say about that game. ASU was down seven going into the fourth quarter, bud. I actually didn't know it was that close going into the fourth. It really was, and then it very much wasn't. I was so locked into... Um, Your eyelids? That game was going on at like 1 a.m. Yeah, I was so locked in. <laughs> by, that, by that point, I'd already fully gone to Starfield after that Notre Dame game, and so I missed I missed those really You ones. know what? A little side note. How is Starfield? Every time I play it, I like it more. Okay. It is, it's lived up to its I expectations. Wanna, I want to come watch you play it. Absolutely. I, I think I would enjoy not playing it myself, but you, watching you play you it. You would enjoy playing it yourself, but maybe one day that'll... Another first down drop. Another first down drop. Um, no, it's really fun. Uh, uh, world on. building got, is a big part of it. we got a hard disagree from Tyler. What's the hard disagree on? Is it hard disagree on Starfield? Uh-oh. That could cause some issues. I, I mean, it might not. I'm a Bethesda simp. I like Bethesda <laughs> games. I like painstakingly. Starfield bad. It's not bad. You just, you just, you heard it here first. Tyler Cohen, Starfield <laughs> bad. 
We're gonna fight on the podcast. They're gonna put that. They're gonna put that on the box. It's gonna be like all the accolades, and then Tyler Cohen, Starfield fan. Tyler clearly didn't read the headline. See, in order to have fun with Starfield, you have to play it thirty hours, and then it's fun. <laughs> if you didn't read thirty hours, don't talk to me. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could put thirty hours. In if you game. haven't platinum the game, then you then you can't have an opinion oh, on it. Stop. Stop it. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I just hit three days, so that's what 72 hours in now, and I'm having a blast. We, um, we talked about this one a little bit, but Washington Cal 5932. Uh, go look at uh, go look at Michael Penix's stats. Go look at his stats, he's and then you'll awesome. see why he's the he's, odds he's on favor of the Heisman. Oklahoma 20, Cincinnati 6. I thought Oklahoma would buy more, but the reason I put it down because we're gonna have some fun with this that was a conference game. I didn't even realize that at first, yeah. And then and Cincinnati really stepped up. They played well. For Cincinnati's first shot at one of the Big Two in the Big 12, the only shot they're going to get at them as a Big 12 member, right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with oh, the way we played. Weird. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's weird. That's the one shot they get at them, and they're going to get te- – I don't – actually, I don't remember if they play Texas, but they get one shot at them. And I'm fine. Like, I – ooh. Oh! Look oh, at I that. I thought he was going to score. Uh, so, yeah, 26. I'm happy with that. UNC beats Pitt 41-24. I don't have any stats for you, but hey, you know, good job, UNC. They're yeah, still undefeated. Way, way to go, sure. We'll check uh, in on them. Drake soon. May did not throw multiple interceptions for the first time all year. Actually, he didn't throw a single one. And Pitt, Pitt kind of had him shaking in their boots early, but mm-hmm. then UNC kind of woke up and figured it out. Uh, the Mississippi State 30, South Carolina 37. Right. Those are the uh, those are the games. The other games of uh, note. That game was weird because neither team wanted to play defense. Um, so that, that is it for week four until we get into Alabama. Um, shall we? Let's get right in. Alabama 2410. I'm playing the game. So you lead us in the discussion. To okay. Start. Uh, on the... I, I don't think it was, it was a tale of two halves. Yes. I'm going to ask you an, uh, a multiple choice question, not multiple choice, a this or that. This Are or that. you more optimistic because of a great second half or more pessimistic because of a bad first half? If it had been good first half, bad second half, I'd say pessimistic, but I liked the way they figured it out. And so I'm more optimistic because it was the way they closed the game and not the way they opened and the game. And I think some mistakes, like look, a blocked punt that goes out at the one and you don't score is awful. That's a black eye, no matter what, no matter how well you're For doing sure. this season. Do you think if that scenario comes up again, Alabama will have that same scenario happen? No. no. Uh, even Saban himself questioned why they were in shotgun. Like, and how many? Like, I we we know like and, secretly well, Saban has then, been annoyed with his OCs, but that's probably the most public he's been about anything like that. Uh, I don't know. National championship game with Bill O'Brien, he was pretty publicly angry. You mean like? We were at like to the media or like on camera. On camera. I mean, talking post game, like like leading up, yeah. like people asking questions, and he's questioning his coordinators. Oh, I can get that. Uh, questioning his coordinators in press conferences that doesn't always happen. That doesn't them. always happen. No, but so he was pretty pissed again, off about I that. I don't think that we have a situation like that again. No, I think Jalen Milrow threw one bad pick, which at this point in the season we can probably expect him to do every game. He can have yes. one bad pick a game. It was just that one was in the red you zone. You can't so throw that pick. It looks you can throw so a pick, worse. but you can't throw the pick that because well, that's the same picks that he and had. And I looked Texas. at you right after that, and I said, "Why in the world are we throwing it? Because if we're that close to the goal line at this point, I don't want to throw it." We know Jalen struggles between five and fifteen. We are yards. not a red zone throwing team anymore. We're not. We're not, and that's okay. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I would rather run the ball three times into a brick wall over and over and over again. Okay. 
and then kick a field goal rather than throw an interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I would take that trade every time. Tyler says Jalen Monroe getting absolutely obliterated while throwing that TD. Changed the entire attitude of the team. Agree with that hard, Tyler. Uh, think you got the boys fired up. Painted Milrow as a leader. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, that was a big play. But you take away the punt block not getting in the end zone and the end zone interception. And that game looks a lot better than it already did, which is a 14-point win at home where you cover against the top 15 team. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, any other program in the country, you beat a top 15 team by 14, you're happy. We're Alabama, so it's a little different. But um, no, Milro, look, 17 for 21, 225, one touchdown, one pick, 28 yards, and he got sacked five times, right? A lot of, lot of pass pressure. O-line got better as the game went along. Mm-hmm. They're still not great. Jace McClellan got better as the game went along. I'm still waiting for him to have that big breakout run. Yeah. Right? Another touchdown called back because of a penalty. That's five in in three weeks. Yep. Uh, So that's inexcusable. Can't happen. Um, Hopefully, if I think if Alabama can clean up either that. Oh, yeah. Cut that upfield. Or the interceptions. Mm -hmm. This season will take off. I'm not saying they're going to the college football playoff. I'm not even saying they're going to the SEC championship game. All I'm saying is if they can clean that up, this season is going to look a lot prettier. Either of those things. Either the penalties that erase touchdowns or the interceptions. Yeah, I mean, Alabama should have 35 more points scored this year, which makes them undefeated. Yes. Um, and makes them look a whole, oh, yes, sir. That's why waiting. you run the football, ladies We've and gents. We've been waiting for one of those. That's a, that's a, that's a save. Mm. Oh, right in front of the mascot. I love it. You love to see it. Sorry for breaking off a, uh, what was that, a 60-yard run? 77. 77-yard touchdown run? Because I Sorry about it, podcast, but maybe you should tune in, you know, twitch.com slash Pat's Interference. We needed that, too. Uh, okay. Uh, other things, um, Dallas Turner was awesome that game. Yes. He was the Benaric player of the week in college football. Uh, he had multiple, I think, five and a half tackles for loss. He had a couple of sacks, I think. Two sacks, three um, and a half tackles for loss. He also dropped back in coverage at one point and made Jackson Dart absolutely baffled, um, which was incredible <laughs> to see. I would have been baffled too, because why would we drop uh, in coverage? Big loss. Deontay Lawson injured. He's day-to-day right now, but that's not always a good thing. We'll see how he progresses as we go out throughout the week. This obviously is being recorded on Tuesday, so we don't have that much more information. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he's okay, because that defense, by the way, that's two weeks in a row that they have looked... Uh, championship caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's the reason I'm happy today. It's it's the re- the defense is the reason. F- I mean, there were some things that the offense did that felt better yep. than last week, but the defense is the reason we're feeling better about this. That defense will put Alabama in a position to win every game. Yes, there's not a game that they won't have an opportunity to win because of the way the defense plays. Uh, Malachi Moore has stood on his head this game or mm-hmm. this season, um, especially. That game on Saturday. He... I do want to add one thing on Dallas Turner, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I don't remember if I said it on this podcast. Or I probably did because of the way I talk. But I had said not super long ago that until oh, oh. further notice, Dallas Turner is a fraud, and I've removed the fraud label. Oh, okay, good. He's, he's playing the best football of his career. You that includes his freshman season. Hey, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, well, Mal- I know he needed that. Malachi Moore has been huge. Uh, um, he made two really good open field tackles uh, right around the line of scrimmage on Saturday that helped uh, stop some big plays. Um, He's been great in coverage. If you can have two really solid defensive backs like Alabama seems to have right now, you're in a 
big way. Mm -hmm. You're you're on your way to have a really really solid season. So I, I like where Alabama's going um, on defense, and I think, like I said, if they can mop some things up on offense, I'll feel better. Again, I'm not saying it's SEC championship. I'm not saying it's national championship by any stretch of the imagination. But it's also not the four-loss season that we thought Alabama was yes. headed towards. Uh, if they can clean those things up. Now, granted, come back and talk to us next week after the Mississippi State game, which is always, as you brought up, a weird place to play. And we mm -hmm. may feel a little different. So I want to add a pause because I want to ask this question. I don't know if I typed it a good way to ask over. it. Um, Skyler is who I was pointing to, our director. But, all right, scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, sure. How much your confidence was that Alabama could, because last week it was turning the season around. Yeah. and become a late-season contender. I'm not saying make anything, but just being there in November as a team that's threatening for the playoffs. Where were you last week on a scale of 1 to 10, and where are you now? Uh, last week I was at about a 3. Right now I'm at about a 5. Maybe a 6. Yeah, I think I went from 3 to 6.5. I, I just I, I feel better, but I also oh, know my. that there were a lot of things in that game. Jackson Dart was not exactly great. Mm -hmm. um, he's by far... Uh, not the best quarterback Alabama's going to face this season. Um, but he is one of the better ones, in my opinion. I don't think he's anywhere near Jaden Daniels. No, on, it depends on what day Jaden Daniels you get, but I, I agree with you there. Uh, playing A inside, I don't know if he's going to get open, but I'm going to... I don't know if he's going to get open. I might throw it to that button. It's open. Oh, he caught it. Wow, what a catch. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, think, uh, I think he is on the better side, but he didn't played the other day. So he here's played, the thing about Ole Miss. He played poorly. Is that because of what we did or is that because Well, I think that was what uh, I think that was an Alabama defense thing and not a, a Jackson Dart thing. I agree with you. I also think it was a play calling thing. You and I kept looking that, at each other yes. in the fourth quarter on that last drive for Ole Miss saying, "What are they doing?" I they're, said that they're, they're multiple running times in the second jet half. Jet sweeps that are going 2 or 3 yards behind the line of scrimmage. You're not going to pick up first downs like that against a team like Alabama with no. the linebackers that they have. By the way, it uh, needs to be stated, Jahad Proctor came in for an injured... Campbell, yes. Jahad Campbell, yeah. excuse me. Who's Jahad Proctor? Jahad Proctor was an old shooting guard for High Point University. Basketball. I think you got Caden Proctor and nope, Jahad Campbell nope. mixed up. Jahad Proctor... Oh, you know Jahad Proctor. ...was a shooting guard for High Point University basketball when I worked there. That's a cool name. That's how my name works, or my brain works. Uh, good night. Sorry, y'all. Best college football podcast in the world, though. But yeah, I think... Uh, I can't get up. Jahad Campbell played great. After uh, uh, the injury to Lawson, um, I just, uh, he was awesome. He took the big hit. Uh, Jackson Dart kind of tried to lower his shoulder and get his helmet knocked off. I don't really know who took the brunt of that hit, by the way. I think because Jackson Dart's helmet came off, a lot of people thought, go on the clock out of this game. Oh my gosh. I need to stop talking because this is my favorite thing to do in football. You, you run the, the air out of the ball. There are a couple things I wanted to say um, about Alabama. And this is why, this is what I think Alabama was. Yes, the first half was sloppy, but I think if you really break down what happened, they were super impressive, and they deserve a lot of a lot of credit for. And this isn't me being a homer. Uh, if you really looked at the results going into Week Four, you could make a case that so far through the season, um, Ole Miss had been the best team in the SEC so far. Just take everything else off paper: who they played, who they beat, and how much they beat them by. They put up seventy-three in their opener. They destroyed. Uh, Georgia Tech. They hadn't played anyone yet, but you can't fault them for that. They're just blowing teams out. So, to hold a team that's put up 70 points, put up 42 against Georgia Tech, scoring a lot of points and hold them to 10, and it's a Lane Kiffin offense? Yeah. 
There's a lot to be said about that. And there's a lot to be said about Kevin Steele and the job he's doing. And I'm, I am impressed with what they did. I am too. Horrified by the first half, but it's a four-quarter game, not a two-quarter game. Well, horrified for the offense. The yes. defense still played great. In the oh, no, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Horrified because it was, what, 6-3 at halftime? Yes, right, right. 3-all, something like that? 3-3. Three, three. It was ugly, but... Oh, he slides for the first down. <laughs> you love to see yes, it. Yes, sir. Do we have any comments lately? Uh, no, nothing since no. Tyler. Uh, chat, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to talk about. All right. We're uh, going to... Score update, by the way. Yeah, give us Bulls two. Bulls two. Norfolk Tides two. Two, two all, man. That's crazy. Uh, we'll move to the pick, oh, pick, pick the spread portion of the okay. evening. Love it. Uh, Alabama, 14-point favorites at Mississippi State. That's tough for me to take because I actually think that's a good number. Um, mm-hmm. They don't know how to. They don't know what to do. The odds makers don't know what to do with Alabama because they opened up at eleven and a half last week, closed at six and a half favorites, and won by fourteen. Tyler says too high. I tend to agree with him. I think that's. More, I'm more comfortable betting on that if it's like ten and a half. Um, so I'll take Mississippi State to cover, but I don't think that they're going to win. I am too because Alabama traditionally doesn't play their best game in Starkville. They never do. They. No. I don't. I can't remember the last time they went in there and just blew them out. That's usually, usually Mississippi State is later in the season. It's usually a November game that we play before the Iron Bowl, but it's not this year. And we always seem to be looking ahead to other games when we play Mississippi State. That probably shouldn't be the case this year because we don't really have the ability to do that. Well, Texas A&M is. Oh, that's a good point. That's but, a good point. Um, I thought you were saying. I still don't think they're. I think I would pick them to win this game by. I mean, I, I said this last week. I, I I think that I think the line is great because I would pick them by thirteen right now. Yeah. USC, same exact thing as last week for Colorado, 21 and a half point favorites. Yeah. Uh, I'm running hurry up right now uh, just because I, I kind of want to just watch this clock bleed off. Yeah, sure. I just don't really trust I, the game. The Super uh, 7. So, yeah. Hey, great win, coach. We were gonna, great win, coach. We were going to blow them out in the uh, rain. I'll take USC covering here. Uh, until Colorado can show me they can beat a good team, or at least contend with a good team, I'm not going to pick them to cover the spread against anybody, especially the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. That being said, if Arizona State can hold them, anything can happen. That's the thing. Is Caleb Williams has been playing really good football, but USC as a whole has been playing just good football. Yeah. But I'm going to agree with you there. I'm not going to ha- I'm not going to be able to take Colorado over what I saw last week, plus more of their players. Uh, Shiloh Sanders is also injured. Um... Florida, only two and a half favorites at, at Kentucky. Kentucky's good, man. Is K- this going to be one of these years where I'm way too late to join the Kentucky train? I think everybody picking them is dumb, and then they're actually, oh, look, they're 8-1. and one. Yes, because, uh, God help me, I can't remember his name. Devin Leary, I remembered it, from NC State. He's now the quarterback over at Kentucky, mm-hmm. and that dude can spin it. He can spin it. They, yes, He's better than Grant Mertz. There's, there's obviously a drop-off. Between Will Levis and Devin Leary. Is there? Levis wasn't good last year, man. Uh, I agree with you I'll on that, but I think I think he's better than people realize. Are we, we're going to play another week, right? I just realized nobody saw you close that game out. I never switched a oh, game it's back. Okay. I, I closed it out. Hey, we closed I, out the I game. I did what I do. We closed it out 23-17, and I, he I, ran I, the air I, out of the I, ball. I, 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 I did what I do. I'm sorry, guys. People... people know me for closing out games like that. That is what I am known for. Did we? Did they watch any of that game? I don't think I ever switched it off. No, you did. Did I? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, dude, they saw the game. Okay, just make it sure. relax, relax, relax. Uh, I think we missed a good chunk of it, but it's okay. You know how I get in my head. Oh, we're playing Mississippi State right now. Mississippi State. We got to play this game. We're playing this game. We got to play this game. Uh, So, yeah, no, sorry. That was a lot to say. I will take Florida to cover here. Graham Mm -hmm. Mertz is not good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'll I'll take Florida to cover here. Or, excuse me, I'm going to take Kentucky to cover here because Graham Mertz isn't good. I hate that you said that because I was going to make Kentucky my upset pick of the week. No, they are an upset pick of the yeah. week. They're at home against Florida. They're at home against that, Florida, but that, that would be an upset. That rivalry has been a travesty lately, by the way. I mean, I know I know Florida beat Tennessee, but it's I think Kentucky wins this. Georgia's only 14 and a half against Auburn. I was surprised to see how low that spread is. That is surprising. That is very much surprising. Because I'm gonna pick them to I would pick them to cover 20. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I might be a little biased, but I also just don't think that Auburn's good. And I don't think that is a football you know, fan, also, not just an Alabama fan. It's also they're playing that game with Jordan Hare. So yeah. take it with a grain of salt. You didn't see what's going on with Kermit McDermott. Oh, I'm you're looking, looking now. Looking you're now. looking now. All right. We've got to look at Kermit McDermott. Uh, Every week. Got to see what he's doing. Texas is a 17-point favorite against Kansas. I am not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> that game, the last three or four years, has been a nightmare. Yes, Kansas, I don't know what to make of them ever either. They're another Kentucky, a team that should be bad, but it's actually been pretty good a couple times the last few years. Uh, Charlotte looks not entirely terrible against Florida this week. I'm not picking Florida for anything, says Forrest. I don't disagree. That's the thing. Is that I think they beat them like 22-7 yeah, against dude. Charlotte. Yeah, dude, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte. And hey, we don't lose to Charlotte. I didn't realize we were going to be the same overall when I scheduled Mississippi. So I was just trying to give us like a, you know... I, I, think we, I also think that's just the Quincy Radar effect. Yeah, let's go beat number 20. Let's go beat number 20. Hopefully. Number 20. All right, Mississippi State, we see you. Um, all right, LSU, a two-and-a-half point favorite at Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is what they were on Saturday. I don't think that's who they are. But I also, again, can't get LSU right. So I want to easily take LSU in this one. Easily take We're about LSU to get in this a shootout. one. <laughs> We're about to get an absolute shootout in Starkville. Oh boy. Uh, the bad red. I think. Uh oh. Sorry. This just in. Norfolk leads Durham three to two. Dang it! Come on, Bulls. You got it. Uh, okay. Uh, I- I'll take LSU mainly because mm-hmm. I think Jane Daniels is going to wake up. I think Ole Miss has kind of got a weird deflate game going right now where yeah. they're they're kind of. They got pumped up to play Alabama, play Alabama, play Alabama. They're going to have a little bit of a hangover game, I think. You think so? That's that's my think. That's my think. Uh, Notre Dame is a five and a half point favorite at Duke. There is a small chance I will be at this game. Mm-hmm. Shout out Kevin McMahon. Shout out Notre Dame football. Um, shout out Stumpo. I think Notre Dame's going to bounce back in this one. Um, I, you and I were at that Duke Clemson game to start the year, and that crowd. Now it could it could have changed. Well, could've now it's changed. a sellout. I just don't know if I'm really buying the Duke at home. Thing they didn't yet. sell out Clemson, but they sold out Notre Dame, so the fans are getting excited. Um, but hey, stranger things have happened. It's college football, and man, it'd be fun. It would mm-hmm. be really fun to see Duke beat. That would be awesome uh, if Notre Duke Dame, beat Notre Dame. But at the same time, and Clemson I, all I, in a month. I've, I've got to pull for Notre Dame in this one. I, I really, really do. Um, as much as I love Durham, as much as, I'm, as much as I love Duke, one of my former students from High Point, Kevin McMahon, works for Notre Dame football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am uh, more than I am a college football fan. I am a Kevin McMahon fan, uh, and I will pull for anybody that he is pulling for, uh, unless it's Notre Dame against Alabama in the playoffs or championship. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, but I'm going to want Duke to win. Uh, but I, 
I again, not... I'm I'm you, I'm just picking I'm just picking big names here because I don't like Kentucky and I don't like Colorado and I, I don't I, like. I Duke. think this is another line that's been a really good pick, by the way. But I'm still going to take Notre Dame to cover. I, uh-huh. th- I think Notre Dame's going to win by six to ten. Uh, Tennessee, thirteen point favorites against South Carolina. Where's that game? That is uh, at Tennessee. That's at Tennessee. Ugh. Gosh, it's hard to win there. Yeah. It's really hard to win there. And this is also a huge rivalry. You don't game. you don't ever know what Spencer Rattler you're getting. No. No. Um He's been only very good or very bad, and he doesn't have to me that middle gear. No. It is he's either looking like a the reason he was the number one recruit in the country, the number one quarterback, or oh, let's, oh get my, that, let's, get that, let's 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 get that. Oh let's go. Let's go. That's the backup touch. running hey, back. Hey coach. Great touchdown. Um, up a bronze trophy there. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, Tennessee's going to cover in this one. Spencer Rattler's not that guy, and it's a rivalry. Or it's a revenge game. I was shocked at this line. We've got two more for you. This one was very shocking to me. Oregon State is three-and-a-half-point favorites at Utah. And I know Oregon State's been very good. They've been more than good. I think this is a little bit of a... DJ's uh, had, a, had a revival to his career. They're undefeated. Yep. I think this is a little bit of the, uh, oh gosh, guys, we can't be starting behind the sticks oh, on no. first holding. down. Part of the sliders is turning things like holding up to they actually do happen in the game and not just clipping. Because this game, remember base sliders, like every seventh play used to be clipping? Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, Trent Dilfer did not look happy right there in that little clip. We Why would he be? That's a, you can't be doing Uh-oh. it. Not used to the SEC speed. I'm getting rattled. Uh, Oregon State being a favorite at Utah, this is again... Feels the, weird. It's the uh, Cam Rising's not playing uh-huh. narrative, I think, is a lot of what this is. And again, or I'm is not... It the DJ is playing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that that doesn't matter, because it, it clearly does. And I'm also not saying that... Gosh, what a terrible play call by me. I got to pick it up this game. Hey, I've it's early. Pick it up. It's early. We have the lead. We're good. Uh... We, we needed you last game. It's we a, didn't win last game without you. I don't think it's a DJ thing. Um, I think it's more the Cam Rising narrative, but I also think that's kind of dumb. Utah didn't look great, but at the same time, they didn't look terrible. Yeah, they played a good team, and they beat a good team. Um, I, I'd be going to Oregon State just because I want to see this, that'd this be win fun. happen It'd be them. cool. And by the way, Corvallis is a really cool college football town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be great for that area if Oregon State was... Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I did not expect that Take linebacker to be this there. controller away from me. Uh, I think it'd be, uh, Corvallis would be a great college football town if they've got... You know, it sucks that they lost to Washington State, but I think if, if they cap off their last season in the Pac-12 uh, as a contender, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um Okay, and then lastly, you've got Clemson as a seven-point favorite against Syracuse. That game's at Clemson. Um, How dejected is Clemson is what this comes down to. So How good is Dabo keeping his team from, yes. from so being dejected? So we're going to find out a lot their season's over. about Dabo, as we were talking about earlier in the pod. Um, we're going to find out a lot about Dabo and how he feels and what he looks like and how his players respond and how bought in they still are. Yeah, I could see a world where Clemson comes out and they bounce right back and win this game by 14 to 20. By the way, Syracuse is undefeated. It is the first time. Shout out, shut down, full cast. That's where I found. That's where I heard this stat. Um, it is the first time they've beaten the box. all three. Excuse me, beat all three of their uh, non-conference opponents uh, in like 19 years or something, which is wild. To me. That's, that's crazy. Um, 
So yeah, I'll, I'll take Clemson covering. I think they're going to bounce back. But man, if they don't, that seat that we're talking about being warm for Dabo is about to get mm. real hot. I think Clemson is better than their record and their national perception makes them look right now. All right, chat. You can so ask, I'm picking them to cover, and I actually think they're going to win this one going away. You can ask anything. Also, Forrest, offensive, you would say watch out for Connor Norby right after he homers against Durham. Um, okay, so I thought of something today, and okay. we don't have to do this all the, the whole time, but we are in the first quarter. Our podcast part of this is done now. Yeah, uh, let's sign off on the pod. Let them go. Sign off on the pod. Thank you guys for joining us, podcast listeners. Pod. For everybody else, we're going to keep playing to the end of we, this game. We love you very much. We thank you for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next week. I don't really know when because my travel schedule is a little weird for yeah. the next week or so, uh, but we'll do something somewhere. Follow us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast. That's where you can find all of our news. Uh, and we also uh, we also will let you know when we're about to stream if you want to start watching the Twitch stream, which I highly suggest. Quincy Radar is taking the world by storm. Uh, but thank you for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you next week.